1: good afternoon everybody and welcome uh, to a friday here on 1700 kbgg trent connor and myself with you for the next couple of hours talking uh, local sports with you well omaha is local at least for this weekend we're claiming omaha only 110 or whatever it is miles away from us uh we will uh, talk some uh, midwest region coming up here with a good buddy of mine joe quinn who we uh, used to work with that uh, well down the dial for a number of years and joe now uh doing afternoon drive a uh, from, he's got a long shift trend. I think two until. Well, so do you. It just gets broken up.
2: Yes, yes. I uh, like
1: having the two hour break. You have to, right? But yeah. uh, Joe's on from, I want to say, two to six on ESPN 590 over in Omaha. So we thought we'd get a, you know, somewhat of a regional feel, at least as close as we can from Joe. We'll talk about the teams that will be playing tonight at the link. I uh, look forward to doing that. Tom Cakert's going to be here at 1240 or thereabouts. We'll. Um, pick Tom's brain on Kirk Ferentz's press conferences, maybe some leftovers from that get his thoughts on Michigan's Resounding victory from last night, so boy! We, at least I, I thought A and M was going to run them off the floor, not so fast. Uh, and well, also we got to take on Purdue, and then in the one o'clock hour, Dylan Monts and Iowa State. They are underway. Matt Campbell met the media within the last couple of days. So We'll get Dylan's thoughts on the opening press conference of spring with Iowa State. Head football coach Matt Campbell, and then uh, his thoughts on the Big Twelve teams that are live, including K State. And what I thought was maybe if I had to pick one, the game of the night. Trent Loyola was really good. Don't yes, get me wrong. Yes. What was the game of the night? Free was it K State? Kentucky. We're talking about Kentucky here.
2: Yes, the thirteen to one lead. All yeah. right, here we go. We we got a ball game, and then they come back, and finally Kentucky breaks through and mm-hmm. gets over the hump. And good right thing it. it didn't
1: go to overtime, Trent. That's a good point. Yeah. because
2: if it goes to OT, that that
1: They're thing fell way, over. way deep in the bench. Yeah. Well, they had four guys out at that point, three mm-hmm. or four with five fouls, Uh, yeah, and and some some real good players. So
2: at the end, Bruce Weber, who is much maligned as a coach. Yes, he is. He throughout yep. his career, after he left Southern, and well, he's got talent, but just mm-hmm. not quite good enough. You know, it's always the thing that we've heard about him. The foul or defend at the end. Up yeah. by three, yeah. let the shot go. It wasn't a great one from Alexander. No, but, but he
1: had a chance. He had a look. Foul. Yeah, you're right. I, I think a lot of people on well, Twitter was certainly saying that. Yes. I When the whole foul or defend
2: thing mm-hmm. first came up in, years ago, and the NBA first started happening eight, ten years ago, maybe even longer than 12, and I'm like, hey, I don't like that. And now it's it's just the right thing to it do. It is the right thing to do. I now, agree. there is a bad scenario that can happen. You could lose the game. It would have to be make the first free throw, ball gets tipped back, they hit a three at the horn, you mm-hmm. lose. Boom. Right. And, you,
1: and the reason they were able to do that is because you put them on the line. Right. But the
2: likelihood of that happening. I've never seen that happen. I've seen the miss the second, tip back up, hit the shot, force overtime. Right. Jeff Horner did that at Indiana, taking in the way back machine. Okay. They, uh, I think Bruner made the first, missed the second on purpose, got the tap back, and he tipped it in at the horn My to send it boy, to the boy, Greg Bruner.
1: I was a huge yes, fan. Yes, yes. Charles City boy, North Iowa. Well, it wasn't about that. It was just the crap <laughs> that he took on opposing buildings because of oh, his hairline.
2: Oh, that, that poor guy. <laughs> he really was.
1: <laughs> but uh, And talk about a lunch pail player, Yes, right? That's what I liked about him the best. You and know, they could use a Horner and Bruner over in could. Iowa City right about Trent, now. Trent, I've said it a million times. I'll take will guys over skill guys any time. I want will. Mm-hmm. You know, will can... Take you a long way, so could skill. Don't get me they, wrong, they have skill. but I love yeah, the will. Yeah, and, um, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, it, I want to help. I've, I've struck Gilligus Alexander, Gilligus. Gilded, Gil- I just call him Shea Alexander. I think that's probably the yeah, Canadian kid. Oh, another another Canadian kid, you know. And then where I are was, these guys coming from? I, well, a bunch of them from Ontario. Yeah, uh, it seems like there's more coming from. The Eastern part of the country, which kind of you know technically is Ontario to the right if you 're looking at a map um, and that 's where the population that 's where sense. the population is with the exception of vancouver mm-hmm. uh, but but you 're right and this um, he 's from Hamilton, which is outside of Toronto um, the Tiger Cats of the CFL? The Tiger CFL. Cats. boy. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I thought, you know what? No one will understand that. Why would I even bring it up? Only a nerd like me. Yeah. <laughs> you must have bet on the <laughs> CFL game in, in July. When you, you were getting first. to know me well, uh-huh. Ken Miller. So he wears number 22. And I got to thinking, you know what? Wonder what the, is if there's any significance to the 22. And he's a freshman. And Andrew Wiggins uh-huh. was... I'm just... Wiggins is 22. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, and they're both from Ontario. Yeah. I'm wondering was, and I guess I should have maybe there's probably googled it. Four or five year difference in age, and that's just it. When you're in those formative years, yeah. and you're looking at this kid who's getting all the ink, and you're a basketball player, and mm-hmm. you open the sports page, you go online, and there's five pages on hockey, and then in the bottom right hand corner, is a story on basketball. Yep. that's how it is. Yep. Um, I'm just wondering if there was any connection to Wiggins, Makes but, sense. but anyways, uh, yeah, great game, Trent. I enjoyed the hell out of that game. I really did. The fair, the foul, or defended. is is a fair argument. Alexander got a look at the basket. He He really did. I mean, it was a long one, but it it goes. I think K-State is the one that's um, a little long in the tooth here today, a little feeling sorry for themselves, and Kentucky's moving on. Instead, we get the regional final we all had before the season. The tournament began, K-State Loyola. And did you see that on ESPN, 17,000 people, of the 17 million that filled out brackets, mm-hmm. 17,000 people predicted K State Loyola. That's wild. That's nuts. I don't believe it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, are there a bunch of. You wonder if there's people that have like computer generated systems so they just oh, fill these, out these hundreds never of brackets. i watched a game before, Trent. That's how I take it. Some people in Chicago. I guess. And. Uh, Trying to think, Orlando Woolridge played at K State, right? I don't. I'm trying remember. to think of a Chicago connection with K State that would make sense. There's not a whole lot of them. No, Mitch Richmond played there. I don't think many people that would be filling out a bracket and putting State K State there. I was blown away know. by that number. 17,000 I'm not people. sure I'm buying it. Yeah, it doesn't
1: but, seem right. Uh, it's on the internet, so it must be right. You know, let's talk about Michigan for a minute. Did you see the play? And I didn't watch much of this game, I'll be honest with you. I was locked and loaded to the Loyola-Nevada mm-hmm. game early, and I was watching the heck out of that one. Only at halftime do you flip over, because I didn't want to miss any. And, and let's be honest, I mean, Michigan was taking it to them. It was over. It was 52-28 at the half, for crying out mm-hmm. loud. But there was a sequence in the basketball game when Mo Wagner... Uh, however big he is, 6'11", feet, whatever he is, puts the ball on the floor behind his back with his right hand, takes it with his left hand, little five foot baby hook, nothing but net. Thinking, you know what? This is Wolverine's night. It's uh, they're athletic. Mm-hmm. They can shoot it
3: mm-hmm. really.
2: a Rockman can fill it up. Yeah, outside of the game against Iowa, where what they start? zero for
1: twelve. Was that what it was? Yeah. The I last remember it time was they bad. were, I
2: remember it was bad. Last time they were challenged until Houston. I mean, for you all know, intents and purposes. That's true. Late in the game was yeah. that game. You know, I never thought
1: about that, but I think you're yeah. right. Because they was, breezed through the tournament. They I mean, the Big Ten that. tournament.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's and, and that's a story probably we'll maybe get to when, I think, inevitably, Michigan cuts down the nets. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, by the way, Wade Lookingbill. I forgot to mention Wade's oh, yeah. coming on
2: the program late, 135. And uh, – We'll talk a little bit about his days in Michigan.
1: Yeah, you know what? And also, because he tweeted last night, uh, it it was funny. Um, He took not a shot, but he's talking about Chris Weber, who was obviously doing the game last Mm -hmm. night. He mentioned that uh, his teammates... They were kind of surprised he came back because he could, but then they realized, you know, if he stays, he can make more money at Michigan than he can in the NBA. <laughs> well, I'm paraphrasing the tweet, but I got to laugh. And then it's on to me, you know what? This to be a great talker for yeah. tomorrow. So Wade's going to join us at about 1.35, 1.30. We look forward to that. But, anyways, go ahead.
2: But uh, the Michigan game, I'm much like you. I, I just didn't see much well, of so it. wasn't much of a game. I flipped over at one point when they really stretched it out there in the first half. And I think it got up to like 31 12. I probably watched like a three-minute stretch where they ballooned the lead from there. Mm-hmm. That that's about it. I mean, it's just outside until Loyola was done. I was locked and loaded me there. Too. So they play like that. It doesn't matter if it's Villanova or Duke on that other side mm-hmm. of the bracket in the title game. Michigan can win a national championship.
1: They certainly looked like it last night. And again, Trent, we talked a lot all week long. I think that the Aggies maybe snuck up on some people. They did me because I remember the the, the piss-poor start that they had to SEC at yeah. uh, the conference play, that performance last night looked like that team as right, opposed to the right. one that seemed to be putting it together uh, at the right time. So hats off to Michigan as they move on. Uh, Florida State, go ahead, I'm sorry. One more thought.
2: I I had this thought last night when I was watching. Do you remember uh, when Billy Kennedy got the Texas A&M job, mm-hmm. who was also in the running for the A&M job? Mm,
1: refresh my memory. Ben Jacobson. Oh, that yes, I do remember that. That's because, yes, I do remember that. In fact, he came. I, we think that Coach Jake maybe had his most difficult decision. Yes, that was
2: as close right. I've heard from multiple. I people. have too. As close as he's been to leaving mm-hmm. Cedar Falls was for the A and M job. What it would have been like, you know, what A and M would be now if he would have went there. You know what what that program would look like. How he would have recruited mm-hmm. in the SEC, just everything that's is happened Is AJ Green then.
1: getting ready to leave for? <laughs> right.
2: Well, AJ Green's probably playing high school basketball in Texas. I
1: think he probably well he would be for sure. And uh, yeah, getting ready to to
2: play a college station, yeah. and also what you and I would have turned out. or if Kyle Green would have gotten the job, which very well could have happened. Stick
1: stuck around to give it to him, yeah. And now AJ yeah. still
2: coming into you and I just to play for the head coach as old man right. as opposed to the lead assistant. So just a, th- a fleeting thought last night for people that forgot that one. As close as And ben I did, Trent Conn, and yeah. thank
1: you for reminding me about that. Good uh, a good thought.
2: Jake's got a rebuild now. And Juwan McLeod left you and I. Did you see that I over didn't. the weekend? He's uh transferring closer to home. Sounds like UW Milwaukee, probably where he's gonna be,
1: but their starting point guard is gone. Huh. Reason? Well, they you got know, a pretty you good one Kevin were in. talking about that at the end of the show yesterday mm-hmm. and and um I kind of piped down because... I don't. I did. I'm, I somehow I missed. Well, I know I missed. It was a pretty busy weekend. Yes, it
2: was. Yes, and it if, was. And
1: if I guess if you're gonna, good for you and I for for yeah. burying that one on the weekend <laughs> the way that they did. Got Are me. we gonna
2: see a news dump today? It's Friday. NCAA tournament. If there's
1: another uh, transfer in Iowa City. I, we did find it ironic that they decided to do the news dump the day that Kirk Ferentz was meeting the media. Right. Um, I, well, I, it, well, you tell me, are we? And if so, who? Yes. There's one more, two there's, more?
2: There's at least one more. Okay. And it happens today. That's my prediction. Okay. No knowledge. I don't have the press release already waiting for them. But you're
1: convinced that they, we've not seen the end the of end the of exit in Iowa City, huh? And
2: Pemsel had been the one that I've heard the most about. I'm going to guess somebody else. Just a guess. Kramer. No you think Kramer? I don't know. I was thinking a guard. Macy Daly. Okay. I've heard more of that in recent Mm -hmm. days. So that's... At his moments. Yes. I like Macy Daly. I do. And I think he played point in spurts. He's Mm -hmm. not going to have to do that anymore now. Nope. With Bohannon and now Mm -hmm. you would expect a healthy McCaffrey. He doesn't have to do that. He can concentrate strictly on being a wing. I still think there's a ton of upside to his game. And you know what? He's a guy with a redshirt year, year to get stronger, to keep developing those skills. He might go
1: somewhere and just explode his junior so season. So a news dump coming, in your opinion. Yeah, four, huh? well, Tom Kaker or so. Yeah, All yeah, right. I Tom Caker's yeah. coming up at twelve at uh, 12.35. We'll, uh, we'll get his uh, take on that. Uh, just just real quick, and there was a lot made about this this morning. And I, you know what? It's, it's such a non-talker to me. I'll, maybe it is to you. K, K-State, the kids are going crazy, right? Mm-hmm. They, ju- they just punched their ticket to the Elite Eight. And, oh, by the way, they beat a blue-blooded Kentucky Wildcat team to do so. Absolutely. And apparently they were celebrating on the floor. The coaches got through. Some of the Kentucky players got in line and and waited for the the K-State kids. But the celebration apparently took a little bit longer than normal. If you're a Kentucky player, I think you... You you wait for a while, maybe. Sure. But you don't linger. If these guys, I understand why they're celebrating. Talk about, to me, a non-story, Trent, I guess is where I'm going. This is not a big deal, in my opinion. Who was upset?
2: The Kentucky side for them not coming over? I think the K-State to,
1: State writers were as upset. That K-State was Kentucky, celebrating? Kentucky, no, I don't think uh, Kentucky was fine with K-State celebrating. Mm-hmm. K-State was going to celebrate. The last thing they're probably going through their mind is, oh, let's curtail this. Let's stop having fun and celebrating our victory and our path to the Elite Eight. Let's go shake. Kentucky's hands. Mm-hmm. I thought it was ridiculous. I really do.
2: That is uh, just another thing to be upset about, yeah. I guess. More content, right? I,
1: I guess, and yeah. clicks. Uh, so anyways, uh, Joe Quinn coming up next. We're going to head over to Omaha, get Joe's thoughts on the Midwest region, the four teams that are going to be there. Joe was at all the press conferences yesterday. He's also a Drake grad. Oh. So we'll get his take on, uh, and he worked at Drake. When he came out of college, he worked for the athletic department at Drake. Okay. I think poor Joe. Had to do the, um, the timeout stuff, and the halftime stuff. Okay. The crowds. I felt. I felt bad for him. So he had. He had to say, "All right, let's let's get on let's our feet make some and, noise." <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And did the contests and everything. Sure. And, you know, he got he, the blimp from driving. He paid through. his dues. Let's yeah. put it that way. Joe Quinn going to join us next. Look forward to talking to a old colleague of mine uh, when we come back here. Tom Caker, twelve thirty-five. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are with you until two on seventeen hundred KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa,
4: where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, five to nine p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker, seventeen hundred KBGG.
5: Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Three, three. Advantage Financial and Tax Services.
2: Join the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb in downtown Des Moines on April 8th to help fight lung disease. Register today at fightforiowaclimb.org or call 515
1: 309 9507. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling.
5: Maybe he's not a
6: smiler.
1: Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby.
5: Maybe he's just being a
3: boy.
1: Or maybe he's teething.
3: Maybe it's just a phase.
1: Maybe he has autism and we can definitely do something to help.
3: Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
0: At CVS Pharmacy at Target, we put a little extra heart into everything we do. Like actively looking to save you money generics 90-day refills even rewards get a five dollar target coupon for every 10 prescriptions on your next target run stop by cvs pharmacy we're the place with the big heart not valid on all prescriptions including those purchased in arkansas new jersey or new york other restrictions apply see cvs.com slash extra care dash target or the pharmacy for details cvs pharmacy at target health is everything
1: Ace is the place with the helpful
0: hardware folks.
4: It's the buy one, get one free paint sale at Ace. Our biggest paint sale of the year. Buy a gallon of our top paint brands and get the second free. And you know what else is free? Our help. With the Ace Extra Mile promise, get everything you need to paint in one trip or deliveries free. Don't miss the buy one, get one free paint sale now through Monday only at Ace. Limit two free gallons of equal or lesser value. Prices may vary. Store stock only while supplies last. Delivery subject to availability. Visit acehardware.com for more details
1: Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. Guys, Trent Goddard here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm
2: weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gak and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament.
0: Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple
4: of them. Yeah, gotta go bye it's tournament time baby no need to flip channels to watch the game the chicken coop has all the games from every network on every tv the chicken coop serious about food serious about the tournament
0: real sports talk for real sports fans back to miller and condon on 1700 kbgg
1: all right, it's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I here until 2 o'clock uh, talking sports with you. Uh, coming up, we'll talk with uh, Tom dot HawkeyeReport.com. We'll uh, get some intel from Tom. Does he feel the same way my co-host Trent Condon feels, that there might be a news dump <laughs> coming up later on this afternoon? We shall see in the 1 o'clock hour Dylan Montz on Iowa State. And then former Hawkeye Wade Looking Bill. going to pick his brain a little bit on that Fab Five era that uh, he was a part of. Uh, as far as taking on uh, Michigan Uh, let's talk to our old buddy shall we colleague of mine Joe Quinn from uh, down the dial he's now doing afternoon driving has been for the last handful of years I'm going to say five or six years now probably over maybe it's been more in Omaha ESPN 590 it is a blowtorch of a signal Uh, Joe joins us Joe Trenton Kent thanks for coming on how are you how many years have you been gone
7: I am good, man, and it has been coming up on five years this summer. Hard to believe. I can still actually remember the day that I moved over here. It feels like it was just yesterday. So. But hey, glad to be on with you guys again.
1: No, glad to talk to you. So let me ask you, Joe, if you had to pull your audience, would your audience afternoon drive, Omaha, Nebraska, would they rather you talk about the Midwest regional or Nebraska Spring Football? <laughs> well
7: that's a great question. Um if I had to pull our audience, I think it would be you know, at this point of the year with with the excitement here in Omaha. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with hoops, and we've been giving them a pretty steady diet of hoops for the last, I mean, really three weeks. I mean, you know, spring football. They had one practice before they went away for spring break, and you know, the great part, or you know, the great part, or the terrible part, or whatever you want to look at it, I guess, about Nebraska spring football is plenty of excitement with Scott Frost being back. But the thing is, is that nobody really actually knows anything. I mean. The practices aren't going to be open, so nobody's going to really get to see anything. We see the players, you know, walking off the field and whatnot. But I mean, ultimately, brand new slate. Nobody knows anything. Everything is very much up in the air. So if you do talk Nebraska spring football, it's kind of just a lot of guessing right now. And you know, nothing wrong with guessing. But uh, I think I, you know, for me personally, I would rather spend the time talking about hoops, where we have a little bit better feel for how some of these teams are going to look.
2: Well, no surprise that uh, with Kansas there, there's going to be a ton of Jayhawk fans in attendance, but. Have you got kind of the lay of the land? Have you seen the other three squads? Less people, more people than anticipated. It's certainly going to be a pro Jayhawk crowd, no doubt about it. But give us a sense of the other teams, how they've traveled to Omaha.
7: Well, I mean, you know, Duke is obviously a, a national brand, Trent. So, I mean, do they bring their fair share of fans. I've seen some of Duke uh, blue going around. Syracuse, I mean, again, a national brand, a team that has a ton of, uh, a ton of success over the years. Uh, we actually have a couple of Syracuse fans, ironically, that work here in the building with us, so at least they're excited. And Clemson's kind of a tough one to gauge because, I mean, you know, it's it's a school that obviously football-wise has exploded over the last few years. Uh, baseball, they've had some good baseball teams that have played here at the College World Series in Omaha over the years. Um, but in terms of basketball fans, I would say they're probably, if you want to rank them, one, two, three, four. I, I think it's pretty apparent you got Kansas one, you got Duke two, uh, you know, Syracuse would be three, and then Clemson would be you know, near the bottom, but I do have to tell you guys, I don't know if you've been to Omaha in the last six months or so, they have just opened a brand new outdoor type inter- thing, similar to what you would see in Kansas City at the Sprint Center with okay. uh, the Power and Light District. Literally, it's just right across the street. We're actually going to be doing our show live there for the first time today. I'm going to be interested to see just how many Kansas fans actually have made their way up. You know, big outdoor open space with a big screen TV and everything to watch the games on. And obviously, the weather here today isn't great but as you guys know you throw in a few pops then you get <laughs> basketball mixed in then all of a sudden the fact that it's 45 degrees really doesn't seem to matter quite as much to anybody anymore what
1: uh, what about ticket availability joe what's what's it like to try and get a ticket for tonight
7: well earlier in the week uh i would say tuesday afternoon wednesday the prices on the third party markets you know your stub hub or vivid seats or whatever you want to look at for an all session pass you were looking at about 400 bucks um, if you wanted just the Sweet 16 round, you were probably 250 And then actually the Elite 8 round was a little bit easier to come by just because, you know, a little bit of unknown uh, as to who was going to be playing in it. Yesterday afternoon, it dropped down to about $300. I would anticipate that it will bounce back up a little bit today. But, I mean, I think an all-session ticket, realistically here, $350, 400 uh, And that's, you know, through the StubHub official, you know, whatever you know site you want to go to. I always make it a point, though at events like this, to go and find the guys, you know, the vultures on the street corner mm-hmm. and ask them how much tickets are going for. Uh, with, here's, here's, you know, the way it's going to play out is this. If Kansas loses tonight, you know, they'll be giving away tickets. Right? You can probably for buy air tickets on out of Sunday for, yep. yeah, for, for 50 bucks, yep. right? Um, especially if Duke loses, too, because then you're going to have Syracuse playing Clemson and mm. no offense to those schools, but that's just not going to be as big of a draw. Right? Um, if Kansas wins, and then you're talking about playing into the weekend Oh, man, watch out. I mean, then you're talking about, like, you know, you bought these tickets for an investment-type opportunity. You're going to end up being able to pay for your Creighton season tickets next year in all likelihood. Mm.
1: Nance's crew is there with this one, right? Isn't the 18? That's correct. That's yep. what I thought.
7: Yep. Yeah, Grant Hill, uh, Tracy Wolfson, and I believe Bill Raftery. Yeah, yep.
2: The yep, well. I'm sure he is. We had the same crew here two years we ago did. in the Moines right, for the well, first and second round. So you guys in Omaha have had that before. We get back the first and second round, the next couple, eight teams as opposed to four for the first and second round. Economically, what, what's what been the difference? What's the conversation as it pertains to Omaha? And I know people around here hope that maybe someday Des Moines could host a Sweet 16 Elite Eight.
7: Yeah. And, you know, Trent, I, I was actually talking about this on our show yesterday. If I had my pick, I mean, it's, look, it's neat that you're going to get you know, teams that are going to the, you know, the Sweet 16, a shot to go to the, the Final Four. Um, I think from a, just general fan enjoyment perspective. Like, let's say you don't have a team, you know, in the fight. You're just, you know, enjoying the atmosphere. You want to be a part of it. I think having an eight is probably actually better. Um, we here in Omaha this year got insanely lucky, right? I mean, we have Duke, who's a lot of people's pick to win the tournament. You've got mm-hmm. Kansas, which is a regional brand that obviously has a shot to advance to the Final Four. I mean, Syracuse has a Hall of Fame head coach, mm-hmm. and Clemson is whatever Clemson is. I mean, can you imagine it it's <laughs> the, if this the Atlanta regional over here? Yeah. Oh, yuck. Oh, I mean, you know, no offense to Loyola Chicago. I mean, it's right. a great story. Right? It, it really is. But I mean, how many Loyola fans are there in the world, really? I mean, K State. I mean, again, another kind of regional brand. But when you put that up against the number of fans they have compared to Kansas, I mean, you know, we we truthfully hit the jackpot with the teams that we have here. Us and the Boston regional are the only ones that, you know, we were talking about this again earlier this week on the show. We love everybody loves the upsets in the opening round. You know, you, you love a little bit of the madness. But I mean, do you really want to invest like we were talking about? You know, two hundred, three hundred dollars to see you know Loyola and K State and you know on and on down the line play, or would you rather invest the two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks to see Kansas and Duke and Coach K and Bill Self and you know teams like that? I'm with you, Joe, and I, I
1: mean, the left-hand side of the bracket has been so crazy. The right-hand side of the bracket, which, as you mentioned, the, the two, the East and the Midwest, we've got a chance to have a one and a two in both of those. I want to see, I mean, if it look, as I've said all week, I, I'm rooting for Huggins and West Virginia to advance. really don't care who comes out of Texas Tech, Purdue. I like both schools for the most part. Um, but I, I want to see Kansas and Duke on Sunday. I think that's what the, I think the tournament, as crazy as it's been, I think that's what the tournament needs, Joe.
7: I agree with you, man. I, I'm with you 100%. And, look, you know, in terms of the matchup tonight, I mean, for Kansas, as a big, day, their big man is back, and he's, you know, I just talked to the Kansas play-by-play guy earlier today. It's, it's a huge difference maker for him. It really is. It just fundamentally changes the way that they can attack things. They have a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to handle Clemson tonight. And then you're the looking I mean, Duke beat Syracuse by 12 earlier this year. And, and the thing that Duke has in the matchup like this that a lot of schools don't Is they first of all play a similar style of zone defense themselves so they can simulate what Syracuse does to a certain extent and they get to see it every year. I mean, you know, one of the the big reasons I think Syracuse has so much success in the tournament, uh, you know, is because teams don't play against the zone a ton. It's a much different zone than what you're going to see from other teams. And in a lot of cases, they only have two days to prepare for it and they can't simulate it in practice. I mean, it's just. The Beheim zone is a beast all of its own, and unless you see it and are familiar with it, it is really, really tough. Duke doesn't have that problem. I mean, clearly Duke has the better players, the better personnel, you know, on and on down the line. But they also have a familiarity with Beheim and what he does. So I think the odds of us getting a Kansas-Duke matchup are, are as high as anything. Now, of course, watching last night, basically three out of the 400 dogs won, anything can happen. But I feel pretty confident that's what we're going to end up seeing here in Omaha on Sunday.
2: From uh, basketball over there in your backyard to uh, basketball here in our backyard, your alma mater, Drake, looking for the second year in a row for a new head coach. What was your reaction yesterday, Joe, when uh, the news came across Nico leaving for Colorado State?
7: You know, the thing that surprised me the most was actually the Drake AD and his statement, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. Brian Harden, you know, first couple months on the job, I thought he was, I don't know what you want to call it, very transparent to the way all of this played out. I mean, look, I think – unintentionally, or maybe it was intentional. I don't know. I think he did a pretty good job of vilifying Nico Medved. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he comes across like a giant a-hole at this point. Um, but look, here's, here's what you have to realize if you're a Drake fan, right, is that Drake is either one of two things. It is either a stepping stone job or it is a terminal end job. You know, nobody goes to Drake when they're 30-year-old, hot, up-and-coming coach and is going to stay there for, you know, 15, 20 years. That's just not the college basketball landscape. Now, there are varying levels of stepping stone jobs, and I think all Drake fans have a right to be pissed in that you would like to get more than one year out of a guy. Um, he has a tie to Colorado State. Yep. I mean, he coached there under Tim Miles. Um, you know, I know that there were several other coaches that were interviewed at Colorado State and, you know, turned them down. Um, I think that Colorado State came in late like it was the Wednesday night uh, through a Hail Mary at him, and they can probably realistically, I haven't seen the numbers, I bet Colorado State can pay three, maybe four times what Nico Medved is making at Drake. I mean, at some point, it comes down to a you know, financial, lifestyle-type decision. And unfortunately, at Drake, just the, the way that it is, you know, they're bringing in eight new players next year. You know, you could go from having a great season this year, you're look like you're absolutely right. on the right track, yep. And, man, they could, be the, you know, they could finish in 10th place in the Valley next back year. Back to it, it's Thursday night, Joe.
1: Back to play in yeah. Thursday. You know. And then where are you
7: at? I mean, and then if you're Nico Medved, where are you at? You may never have a shot to dig yourself out of that and may have to go, you know, the Mark Phelps route where he's been an assistant, you know, forever. Wow. Or the Ray Jacoletti route where he's completely out of it. Or the Kirk Kanaski route. He's been an assistant coach since he got candidate. I mean, you're, you're in a spot where you have to strike if the iron is hot. It it sucks for Drake, I, I feel for all of their fans, because it did look like they had some positive momentum going this year, but I can't hardly blame the guy for leaving. It's just the circumstances and the way that it played out are... They are a little bit unusual, and Brian Harden obviously did a good job of illustrating just how unusual they were last night.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. What about Darren Devries? Who's in? Who's right there over with you? He's at Creighton right now. He's been on McDermott's staff forever. He's been at uh, Creighton for a long time. I think Devries has been close before, Joe. From all the intel that we get on this Drake job, he's thrown his hat into the ring. He's never, you know, been chosen. Obviously, might be this the the right time for Darren Devries to to finally. Uh, get that offer because I believe if he does, he will take it and plant some roots.
7: Look, man, I mean, he's been a Creighton forever. Uh, they have a really good thing rolling over here right now. I mean, the postseason success hasn't been there, but that's, you know, they're at least getting the postseason every year. Look, here's my, my opinion on Drake is this. You know, obviously, Nico Medved was a, a great hire. He did some great things, you know, the last couple of years, but they really screwed it up the last few times, okay? You know, <laughs> they should have hired Darren DeVries at least once for that job. Mm-hmm. They should have hired T.J. Opselberger probably yes. twice for that job and nope. probably had opportunities to do so and screwed that up. So, they're not getting him now. No, no, he's, I mean, he turned down Colorado State. So, I mean, <laughs> he's not going to turn down Colorado State and then end up coming back to Drake. It's it's a deal where, like, I don't know, you know, D-Rock, I, I don't know how interested he will be in that job. You know, if he gets offered at this time, look, I have more faith this time around because they have a new AD at Drake. I mean, you know, the old AD did not, you know, she hit hit the jackpot on a couple of hires. She really did. You know, Jenny has been a fantastic women's basketball coach. Nico was a great men's basketball hire, but obviously he's gone now. If I'm, you know, I'm a Drake fan, I'm a Drake alum, I have more faith in them getting this one right because of the new AD. That's that's about all I got for
1: you. I, I'm with you, Joe. I think uh, Marty Martin had a big say in the MedVed thing as well, but you're 100% right on uh, hiring Jenny. Um, Sandy Hatfield Club did get that one right. Hey, old friend, great to talk to you. Thank you, Joe. Enjoy the uh, the weekend. Uh, tonight should be great. Sunday should even be better. I, I'm, I'm hoping you guys get Duke, Kansas over there. I know Nance and CBS are, are, are feel the same way. Great to catch up with you, Joe. Thank you. Anytime, Ken. Take care. Good to talk to you, Joe Quinn. ESPN 590, 50,000 blowtorch over, you know, they had Hawkeye football for a couple of years. They did, but
2: then they got the Huskers, right?
1: Then they got the Huskers. Yeah. Can't say no to that. Over you there. can't. No. Um, make Makes sense. Uh, we will talk to Tom Cakert, speaking of the Hawkeyes. Next, we will pick Tom's brain on the uh, remaining Big Ten teams in the Big Dance. Uh, some football conversation, some basketball conversation on the Hawkeyes as well with Tom. He's coming up next. Trent and I are with you until 2. Jimmy B and TC this afternoon from 4 until 6. We'll continue on following this timeout. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700
3: KBGG. If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program or place an ARL donation bank at your counter or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at arliowa.org to learn about more ways your company can support the animals at the Animal Rescue League. State Farm agents get what's important to you, even when you're broken down on the road.
0: gotta get there hang on hang on calling a buddy he's my state farm agent
1: he'll take care of it
2: hi you've reached cole perez's cell please leave a message
1: cole is Clyde.
2: and if this is Clyde the glide and your car's broken down use your state farm mobile app to get a tow. and if your buddy is freaking out tell him to take a deep breath
4: and count backwards from 10 9 8
5: get an agent that gets you
0: State Farm, here to help life go right. Let's be real, guys. A nice suit outperforms jeans and tees any day of the week. And at the JCPenney Men's Wardrobe Sale with 50% off select suits, sport coats, dress pants, and more, you can dress the part without spending a ton. Check out Collection by Michael Strahan exclusively at JCPenney. And visit the Big and Tall Shop for sizes up to 5XL and 54 inch waist in store. Plus, take an extra $10 off your $25 purchase with coupon. JCPenney, style and value for all. Coupon valve 322 to 325. Offers represent savings at regular or original prices. Some exclusions apply. See storageGcp.com for details.
3: Napa know how. Right now, Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil is just $5.99 a quart. Its advanced formula provides maximum sludge protection, defending your engine like a catcher defends home plate. So tell sludge to go kick rocks and get top-notch engine protection with Mobile One Full Synthetic, just $5.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know how. Napa know how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state, local taxes, or recycling fees. Offer expires three thirty one eighteen. 18
2: The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Watson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com.
1: On March 31st, more than 300 riders on horseback from across the state of Iowa will deliver donations to Easter Seals Camp Sunnyside in Des Moines. In the 50-year history, the group has donated more than $10 million to support Easter Seals Iowa and Camp Sunnyside. The community is invited to welcome the riders into Camp Sunnyside at 3 p.m. on the 31st of March. Easter Seals Iowa provides exceptional service to ensure all people with disabilities or special needs and their families have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play in their communities. For more information on Easter Seals, Iowa, or on the Pony Express Ride, visit www.eastersealsia.org.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you until 2 o'clock. Trent, you just retweeted this. Uh, we wondered yesterday about a buyout uh, Colorado State is going to pay Drake $425,000. This mm. comes to us, as you tweeted. Uh, this is per the athletic director at Colorado State. My name of Joe Parker. Good money. So Parker gets his man but writes the check to Drake for $425,000, which should go a long way into, well, paying that next coach. Or maybe paying a staff, building a staff a Just don't a pay bit a damn more. search firm. You know how I feel about <laughs> you that. You don't like search for. Like search for. Do it yourself. Okay. Uh, Tom Kakerd. I want to before we get to, into the X's and O's with Tom, football, mm-hmm. basketball. Tom, as you know, well, you you were gone last week, so you yep. might not know. Tom was gone last week. He spent. He crossed it off a bucket list. The opening four days, or at least part of it, in Vegas. Ca- capturing everything that entails March Madness in Sin City. Tom, Trent, and Ken, how was it, Tom Kakert?
6: It was. It was good. And Trent did know because he told me afterwards that he had he forgot to text me about the. the... UMBC uh, parlay that yeah, he had put together it was UMBC,
2: for UMBC Buffalo, I think, was on there as well. I, oh, I, I mean, and, would, and Marshall, yeah, Marshall. It would have paid huge. <laughs>
1: where
6: did yeah. you Where did you watch
1: the games, Tom? And how did you find the experience? I mean, it, you were you were jostled. You were right. you had to hold your space or fight for space. But I got I have a uh, um, at least my opinion is probably going to be that you enjoyed it and glad you did it.
6: Yeah, I'm I am. It, it was fun. It was crowded. Boy, that's a it, it I, I termed it to a friend of mine the other day. It's the world's largest sausage fest, I think you know? is what I would call it. Right. Just guys everywhere drunk and gambling. So, you know, it it's it's an interesting crowd, but it's fun and um yeah, it was we bounced around, went over to the Cosmo and had uh-huh. had a good time there and and then uh, you know, kind of just meandered around a little bit. Went over to Caesars, and they had a huge crowd. And we ended up uh, a couple days just kind of hanging over at the Westgate too, which Nothing is just wrong with that. An incredible environment. The incredible environment over there, just you know, wild over there. So we bounced around a lot and uh, had a great time.
2: Did you walk away ahead or behind after your weekend?
6: A little behind, but I did. You guys will laugh at this. And Trent will especially appreciate this. Uh, I probably got close to five hundred after uh, leaving on Sunday and and cashing a uh, fourteen parlay on the on nit games. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a way to do it. Well, if it's on the board, you've got to take a stab, right? They all pay the yeah, same. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. It all pays the same. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that's good stuff. Tom dot HawkeyeReport.com. Well, Tom, let's get into these Hawkeyes. And I guess let's start football-wise. I you know, Trent's got a theory he's going to run by you. Um, I'm not sure I'm buying it, but Trent, uh, he sold me on it. So we'll get to your take on it for later. He thinks there's a news dump coming. Uh, so we'll save that for a minute because I want to get a couple of football questions in. Ference met the media earlier in the week. Um, Iowa basketball thought that this would be a good time to do a news dump that day that uh, uh, wasn't lost on anybody. But Ference, what were a uh, couple of your takeaways from the opening press conference of spring football, Tom?
6: Well, the, the most convenient aspect of that news dump afterwards was that we couldn't obviously probably couldn't ask him about a mod Wagner, but we could you know, kind of in a roundabout way have asked him about a mod Wagner and we couldn't do that because they released that information after Kirk's mm. presser. But um I you know, I think the thing that jumps out at you when you look at the two deeps, there's hardly any seniors on it. That's true. I mean there's just really not any seniors on this two deep. Now though We'll add a couple later with Matt Nelson will get healthy and be on there. Brandon Snyder will get healthy and be on there. But, uh, boy, it's it jumps out at you that this is a relatively young and in some ways inexperienced football team that Kirk's going to be running out there next uh, next fall.
1: Uh, you mentioned Brandon Snyder be on the depth chart at some point. Where will he be on that depth chart, Tom? What position will he be?
6: I think he'll probably be at uh, his – his usual spot okay. at free safety, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, my guess is given his transgression uh, that he will probably uh, be uh, told that he's going to sit out the first game. That's kind of standard operating procedure for Kirk, uh, that you get a, anything like that, you get a one-game suspension. So uh, I think we'll probably see him back in the starting lineup for week two.
2: A lot of, uh, there's some depth there at the safety position. Geno Stone got a little bit of playing time. Cornerback, I've I've gone back and forth with a few people, some concerned about the depth there. But there's a lot of freshmen coming in. When you look forward in the summer when those guys get in there, who would that group would you expect to maybe, we hear rumblings this summer and by the time we get to August, give us a name or two that might show up in that defensive backfield depth chart.
6: No, I'd throw DJ Johnson in there for sure. Um and maybe uh, Terry Roberts, the kid from Erie. Erie PA has been pretty good to mm-hmm. Iowa over the years yes, uh, with a couple of players. Uh, so um, I, I think um, maybe keep an eye on both those guys because I, I think they have the, the potential to come in. You have to remember, too, Pat Hankins only started a couple games and didn't play a ton before then. So um, he's relatively unproven. I think the big key for Iowa at the cornerback position is the Manny Ragumba that we saw his freshman year needs to come, needs to come back yep. uh, because last year at this time, didn't we all yes. think Manny Ragumba was the next Desmond King. And it ended up being uh, a guy who was battling for a starting position last year in the spring named Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go make millions of dollars. So um, it just tells you that, a and change, and somebody's going to emerge. Here's the thing I always go back to, though: Phil Parker, without fail, puts out a pretty good unit in the mm-hmm. defensive backfield. I feel pretty comfortable that he's going to have those guys ready now. Who they're going to be, boy, I don't know. Other than, uh, you feel really comfortable with uh, with Hooker at uh, strong safety, and when Snyder's healthy, and Gervase really came on after he had he stumbled a bit uh, out of the gate and lost the job, but then once he reclaimed it, I thought he did a really nice job uh, the last couple games of the year.
1: I know that it's been all over social media. Uh, Epines' dad, um, what a great statement to put out. There was a lot of, you know, Hawkeye fans, I'm Tom at Hawkeye Report, you probably, a ton of uh, threads started about how is not starting, what's going on? Parker, Hesse's a number one on the depth chart. I loved what Pops said and put it out on social media.
6: That's that's the kind of dad Epi is, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of kid AJ is. I mean, just having gotten to know them pretty well over the last few years, um, that's just Epi, and uh, nothing is given, everything is earned with him. And that's how he has raised his boys, and that's how his boys look at life. And let's be honest, is going to play a ton. Yeah. He's going to play a lot. I mean, they've, they've, they're going to, you know, finally last year, they got to the point where, um, they could uh, put eight guys out there on the defensive line and put a good rotation through. And, you know, there was a little Twitter discussion myself and Mark Morehouse and Rob Power having yesterday about, you know, the, I, I jokingly said my Kodak moment, borrowing from a Kirk barrett was I just go back to those Northwestern games and you know, like oh nine, ten, 9 10, somewhere around there where Iowa was running out basically four or five guys on the defensive line, and they would always get gassed in the fourth quarter, and those were great players. Those were NFL players, and they were getting gassed by the fourth quarter, and Dan Persa running around, and they can't get him and you know, making plays and beating Iowa. So that I just go back to things like that, and, and it's made those guys fresher last year. You looked at the end of the pinstripe bowl, for example, where they make a big play, Anthony Nelson knocks the ball away and uh, causes a fumble, and Iowa goes in and scores. I mean, that's just, you know, those are big plays. And that's kind of the way, you know, you got to look at it.
7: Those guys are going to play a lot.
2: So what's next? Are we looking at a Friday news dump? I made a ridiculous prediction that probably won't prove to be true. But on the recruiting or on the transfer front in basketball, I know you've been, there was two, two and a half, three. Where are you? Is this it? More to come? Where do you sit here, uh, I guess, uh, early afternoon on this Friday?
6: I think there's probably one more to come, and I, I do. I, I've I've kind of thrown out that news dump thing a lot. That yeah. you know, you're looking at you know if something's going to pop today that's that's uncomfortable or that's going to go raise an eyebrow. You know, Brady Ellingson grad transferring did not raise anyone's eyebrow. Uh, Ahmad Wagner going to play football doesn't raise anyone's eyebrow. Uh, Tyler Cook testing the NBA really shouldn't Mm-mm. raise anybody's eyebrow. But if somebody else leaves, you know, that's left uh, on this, you know, kind of roster at this point, then you go, okay, Um, you know, especially if it's somebody who played a lot of minutes. So uh, I think this is ripe for the news dump material Uh, on a Friday with NCAA tournament going on and, you know, you've got... People doing stuff. You just drop it at five, and you know, hopefully, people don't uh, raise doesn't raise too many eyebrows.
1: Where's Ahmad Wagner going to uh, play football at? Does he stick around, Tom? Is it in his best interest to stay at Iowa? I mean, it seemed like the path to playing, or is it is 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 uh, he's better suited to to stay in Iowa City? What? How's it going to work out?
6: I'll say this: I, I know that the Iowa football coaches have always been kind of interested in him, so I know there's there's an interest from their end. I think there's some from Ahmad, and frankly, Iowa could use a guy like that. And can you imagine throwing him out there at wide receiver and, and, and you put him out there with no fans and you put him out there with Hawkinson and, you know, just, you have some size there that's, and some speed that's just hard to tangle with. And, uh, yeah, he's gonna have a, a bit of a road to get ready and get up yeah. to, to speed and playing college football. There's no question about that. But he's a he's a, a kind of a unicorn in that he's, you know, six six and run, ran a four six in high school and I don't think he's probably lost any speed and he's he's a leaper, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I think he's he's just it's certainly worth taking a chance on a kid like
1: that yeah no doubt Tommy got 30 seconds left if he's you know if he decides this afternoon that he's going to stay at Iowa when he's going to play football could he practice with Iowa whenever their next practice is? what what hoops does he have to go through I mean he's already on scholarship at Iowa when could he practice if he decides this afternoon
6: I think he could probably go over there and practice right now I, I think he's 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 technically still on a basketball scholarship until the end of the year uh-huh. so he could walk over there tomorrow and practice thought. now would he be risking you know some injuries and stuff just because he hasn't put on the pads and and he's not trained for football yet yeah he probably would but you have to think he's still in really good shape mm-hmm. because he was just playing basketball a couple of weeks ago
1: Good stuff Tom Kaker we'll talk to you next Friday we will have a final four will uh, there will there be a big 10 rep i believe there will do you think Tom real quick will michigan I get think san antonio so. yeah. yep
6: yep yeah I, I think so i i think they're uh, they're playing great great basketball right. right now, and John Deline may be the best coach in the country,
1: in my opinion. Interesting. Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom. Okay, well, thanks, guys. going to talk to you. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Dylan Monson, Iowa State. Wade Lickingbill on the Fad 5 and what it was like to play with them at about one thirty. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG.
4: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom!
0: showplace kitchens is now showplace cabinetry design center we're changing our name to better represent what we do what is it you ask at showplace cabinetry design center we create beautiful functional environments with cabinetry whether it's a remodel addition new construction or even refacing the designers at showplace cabinetry design center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own come see us at 3200 100th street urbandale Find the remarkable you during Macy's VIP sale with incredible savings for you and your home. Plus, take an extra 10 to 30% off with your Macy's Carter Savings Pass, even on designers that rarely go on sale. You'll even get 15% off any beauty purchase with your Macy's Pass. And with the new Macy's Star Awards, holders get better rewards and more savings. Get extra 30% savings, even on your favorite designers, at Macy's VIP sale. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply.
1: At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org.